you are a mom or have known a mom, you know that one of the things that most moms love to tell about is the birth story of their children. And we are about to step into praying through the book of Acts together so you can think about that as the birth story of the church. If you know someone in your social network who would love to begin that series with us, now would be a great time to share this broadcast. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 99, and we pray together about the birth of the church. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. We have been working through several series, and we reached the end of the series last week that we were in on the names of God. Actually, I think we may have reached it the week before, but we're going to turn into the Psalms. Psalms is one of the books that I love to pray through, especially in worship. Now, we aren't necessarily going to go verse by verse, psalm by psalm, as we have before in the past. This time, we're going to just hang out here for a while and worship through some selections from the Psalms. Today, we are going to start with the very first one. Psalm number one, and we'll be in verses one through three and verse six. And here's what it says. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Let's pull out some worship from those verses and take that to God, and then we will jump into what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks in the book of Acts. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity, for this time that we can set aside each week to join with brothers and sisters across the world and pray to come before you. I'm grateful for the sacrifice that Christ made so that that is even possible, that I can come directly to you in prayer. Thank you for that. And thank you for these words. I love this psalm. Psalm 1 is one of my favorites. I probably say that about all of them, but for some reason, this one has a special place in my heart. And I want to honor you through that today and pull out some worship from these words to you today, because you say that you watch over the way of the righteous, the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Like I know when I stand before you today that you are watching over my way, that I want to walk in that path. And I am so grateful that you are there watching, that you are a God who watches over us. That was, I think, maybe the very last name of God, the God who sees a couple of weeks ago. You watch over our way. And that you have given us your word, that we can delight in your instruction and meditate on it day at night so that we can be like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears fruit, does not wither, and whatever we do prospers because we are doing the things that you have set before us and we are with you in those things. I honor you today for being able and being willing to step into humanity and make that possible, that you aren't a God who's just out there observing from a distance, that you have skin in the game, so to speak. I mean, literally skin in the game because Jesus was was God with skin on in a way. (laughs) Somehow I just got this image of, oh, Michelle, you're going down a really wrong path on a Monday morning. So pull it back, take a deep breath. These words remind me that you are the source of our strength. 
You are the source of our having fruit in season. You are the source of me not withering away or going down the path of ruin. And I'm grateful for that today. I'm grateful for this reminder that when I rely on my own strength, I can't get anywhere. But when I rely on your strength, what I do prospers. And so grow my roots deep. Bring that fruit in its season and keep me under your watchful eye. We love you. And I ask for you to guard this time that we're together. I ask for you to let me speak your words. Let everything that I say and do in this place be glorifying and honoring to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Some days it feels like the prayer is easy and sometimes it doesn't. Today was a not an easy day. We're going to jump into something a little different with this broadcast. We've been topical for quite a while now, and we're going to switch back to a book focus. We haven't focused on a book in a long, long time. And today will be somewhat unique, as will Wednesday. Wednesday is our 100th episode, so we're going to do something a little bit different on Wednesday. But today is also unique because I want to give you an introduction to the book of Acts before we jump into it next week and begin praying through starting at chapter one. Here's a little background on the book of Acts. It's unique in the New Testament because it's a selective history of the early church. It's the second part of a two-volume work written by Luke. The first volume was his gospel, the gospel of Luke. And then this is like the second volume of a whole story. Luke is referred to only three times in the New Testament, in a few of Paul's letters written from prison. Colossians 4.14 indicates that he was a physician. We don't know if he was Gentile or a Gentile convert to Judaism or a Jew before he became a Christian, but we do know that he was fluent in the literary Greek of the educated class, but he was also well-versed in the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Those two languages were different enough that we can compare them to the difference we feel when we read King James version of the Bible translation and how we speak today. So those were very different languages. He wrote fluently in both. He wrote both the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts to Theophilus, whom we don't have any information on. It was a common Greek name that means lover of God. And some people think that he may have been a patron of Luke's which is entirely possible. He was probably some kind of Roman official because of the title Most Excellent, which Luke uses for Roman officials like the governors of Judea in chapters 23 and 25. In Acts, Luke details the birth of the early church and presents it as the fulfillment and extension of God's promises. Now, that's really important. That is key information. So I'm going to say that again. Luke describes the early church and presents it as the fulfillment and extension of God's promises. It's the only New Testament book that tells about the ministry of the apostles, primarily two of them. We're going to see Peter quite a bit, and we're going to see Paul. He frequently summarizes the life of the church in these sweeping sentences, these sweeping generalizations, but more often we have an episodic narrative of individual incidents. Now, <laughs> that's that sounds complicated. That just means that we have a series of stories and summaries of the life of the early church. But interestingly, that's not all we have. Almost a third of the text consists of speeches or sermons, and most of the theological material that we find in Acts comes from those sermons. Another very distinctively Acts feature is that there are journey narratives. Sometimes these are lists of stopping places, and sometimes there's more information than that. It's definitely exciting reading. So we can look for arrests, and riots, and narrow escapes, 
a resurrection from death, a shipwreck, trial scenes and rescues, so much action and adventure. It's an anthology of different kinds of genres of literature. There's hero story, adventure story, travel story, miracle story, and drama. And as we pray and read through the book, I want to give you a pattern that you can look for. Here it is. Christian leaders rise and preach the gospel. Listeners are converted. The church grows. The church leaders are persecuted, and God intervenes on their behalf. So it then cycles back around. Christian leaders rise and preach the gospel. Listeners are converted. The church grows. Persecution happens, and God intervenes. And we see that over and over. You'll notice that pattern most clearly in the first half of the book, but you can also trace it through Paul's journeys as well. Places also matter in this text. The story is going to begin in Jerusalem, symbolizing the Jewish religion where Christianity was born, and then it travels, and it ends in Rome, a symbol of the Gentile world. The story is going to unfold over about 30 years. It starts after the death of Jesus and his resurrection and goes for about the next 30 years of the early church. We're going to learn not only a selection of the events that happen, but we are going to especially see how the Holy Spirit works in the life of the believer and begins to empower the church. John Piper commented about the initial verses in Acts, we need a deep, mind-persuading, heart-gripping verification that Jesus is alive and triumphant over all his enemies and that his cause is unstoppable. So that's what we're praying about this morning. I'm going to have two non-Acts verses, and we're just going to kind of lay the groundwork and ask God to move in our reading of this book. John 20, 20 through 22. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. And as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And second, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is Matthew 16, 18. And I think that those are the two themes that we are primarily going to be looking at. The idea of the Holy Spirit empowering in the life of believers and how that builds the church. I think last week when I said that this was going to be the subject for the next however long it takes us to get through, the image I used was of a drop, dropping in a pool of water and ripples going out. And that's really what we see. We see the power and the ripples of the early church as they spread from Jerusalem out to the ends of the world. Let's dig in and pray through those verses for a moment and kind of just lay the groundwork for our experience of the book. Father, we come to you today with the plan to go through this book, to read through it together, to pray through it together, and to learn what we can and to worship you through the pages of this book. And I ask as we do that, that you will really settle these two themes into our lives in ways that maybe we haven't felt before, that we would feel you say to us, peace be with us. As the Father sent you, Jesus, you send us. Father, I pray that we would have a growth, a deepening in our relationship to the Holy Spirit. Spirit, you are what enables me to do what you want. I can't do it on my own. Your presence in my life is what enables me to do those things, and you are a comforter and a teacher. And I pray that you will, I want to just say, throw the doors open to my relationship with you in a new way, in a new experience, 
I want to know you deeper. I want that relationship to be stronger and more evident in my life. And Father, you say that you will build your church, you will build your church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As we look at the beginnings of the church and we reconcile that with where we are now, obviously the first 30 years was in some ways a unique time period. In some ways, there are some things that we can certainly look at our church today and make comparisons with. And as we do that, I I ask for wisdom because not everything in the book of Acts is an example that we must follow. So I ask for the Spirit's wisdom to apply these words as you want them applied in each of our lives. I ask you to begin working in our heart this week to make the soil for that word, to make it rich and, and overturned, cultivated, so that those seeds that you want to plant are planted in a good tilled soil. Just prepare us, I guess, is the basics of what I want to say. Prepare us for these words and for how you want to teach each one of us specifically in this series of stories and sermons. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here today. I so appreciate you praying with me. If you are watching this broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, we will be back on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central with a 100th anniversary episode anniversary celebration. And then next Monday, we will dig into the praying through the book of Acts. I would love it if you would join me for Wednesday and this series. And if there's anyone else who would benefit, share the opportunity with them as well. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend that allows more people to join their voices with us in prayer. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. My heart is that as we pray together, as you and I do this two times a week, that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that God will use this time to speak to you as He speaks to me, and that He will answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.